you're listening, about a kangaroo, a tiefling, and a bugbear having no damn clue what they're doing, then you're listening to Not, Not so, so Super, Super Dungeon, Dungeon Bros. Bros. Hello everyone and welcome to the second podcast of Not So Super Dungeon Bros. We have a great show for you today and we're going to start this off with a recap and how we're going to do this is we're going to have the heroes roll initiative and then they will describe what happened in the previous episode. So go ahead and roll. Okay, I got a six. Lowest initiative goes. Oh, I got a four. With the nat one. <laughs> All right, so, let's hear it. So it's just, you just want me to give a recap of the previous episode. Yeah, That's just, you know, goes. just so our listeners can kind of refresh their memory, since some of them, it might have been a week since they heard the last one. All righty, here we go. I'll use my announcer voice. <clears throat> last time on Not So Super Dungeon Bros, our brave heroes gathered round a campfire and ate a delicious meal prepared by the most amazing Kenku monk that anybody has ever met, Hungry Rooster. And uh, shortly thereafter, the camp was besieged by hungry, starving jackalopes that were just trying to feed their family. So what did our adventurers do? They chased them down into the woods and slaughtered them. Every (laughs) last one of them. And they would have eaten them too, except for some dumb tiefling decided to burn all of them to a crisp before they had a chance to do so. But, hey, one of one of them got away. <laughs> and yeah, some one children, of them got unfortunately. This anyway, hey, out. I'm telling that this is my this is my time. I have the talking Please, stick. So proceed, hungry shut rooster. Up. Shut up. Alrighty, thank you. So. uh... Man, you guys messed me up. Now I don't even remember where I was. Yeah, we slaughtered them mercilessly. That's right. And um, But in our defense, they had stolen quite a bit of supplies and food from my chuck wagon and, um, you know, other such things from our camp that we were able to return to our, uh, to our camp, to the different uh, parties in the camp, the miners, Myself as the cook, I think there was some carpenter stuff. I don't really remember what it was. I was just sad that I didn't get to eat a jackalope. Um, But I did find a new recipe for my cookbook for carrot soup. So I am currently learning that. And we were invited to um, Zane Sornstone's party who he's the head of security, a, a half-orc head of security, so now we're buddy-buddies with him. And Christiana, who is a cleric archaeologist, uh, one of the four archaeologists that we are with, um, and I believe we're now at the point where we're setting off to uh, to actually go on the archaeological dig or, or something like that. I'll, I'll turn it back over to Jake for that. All right, great job. Uh, So I'm Jake Talbot. With me are my brothers Danny, Thad, and Garrett. And uh, you guys want to tell what characters you're playing? Sure. Um, I'm Thad, and I'm playing Ezekiel Carrion, the Tiefling Warlock. Also known as Zeke. Yes. Um, I'm Danny Talbot, and I'm playing... um, Barb. 
Also known as Barbara, but don't call him Barbara. <laughs> That's a long name. Um, yeah. I'm Garrett, and I will be playing Hungry Rooster, the Kenku Monk, who's also an excellent chef. Claims to be. <laughs> we'll oh, see. no. I had his carrot soup. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let the story begin. The sun rises over a bustling camp. The caravan had reached the base of Blackstone Mountains at dusk the day prior. After a night's rest, workers are busily setting up structures for temporary lodging and workspaces. We see four parties heading towards the mountains. This portion of the Blackstone Mountain Range is unique in that after the convergence, the white jagged stone of the Carceri Plain has been crushed and twisted together forming a very steep mountainside. Yet there is enough of a slope for a switchbacking path to the top. Additionally, there are two canyon pathways about five feet apart and a cave that seems to dip under the mountains forebodingly. The party separate, each taking on the paths. Our heroes, accompanied by Zane Stonesorn and Christiana Lucroy, begin climbing the steep winding path up the mountain. About halfway up you encounter a small area where the path widens a little, shaded by an old gnarled oak tree. The area is tranquil and provides a great view of the camp below, the black stone plains and beyond. Zane ordered the company to a halt, as this will be a nice place to catch your breaths. Christiana seeks shelter sitting on a large boulder underneath the tree's shade. You look out over the scene and see the camp like tiny ants going about their work. So now is the time you guys can uh, talk to each other or uh, just discuss things at length. So who who all is in the party? I know we've got Zane and Christiana and us three, but are that's, there other that's like? It. Oh, it's the five of us. Yep, okay, it's the five of you. Okay. So these were so these four parties that took off. They're small parties, just to kind of search out areas before they send in you know the miners and whatnot to to do the rest of the work. Okay. Um, so we're just uh, chilling for a little bit, right? Yep. So uh, Chris Yaz, you know, is taking a load off, sitting on a tree, and Zane's kind of just looking out over the edge, looking at, uh, watching the camp. I'm gonna uh, kind of pull aside Barb for a minute and just. So, um, if if things do go south, let's let's stick together, you and me. Yes. Of course. All right. Maybe we could uh, bring the bird in as well. He seems to be. Capable. He makes damn good carrot cake soup. Cake. <laughs> yes, this, this soup is excellent. Oh, we should we should try to get him to make carrot cake. At at that, I perk up and I kind of you know waddle over to him and I'm just standing there listening to their conversation up close instead of far away. No, oh, hey there. What uh, what is your name, by the way? I I don't know if I ever did get it. I just crow like a rooster. I kind of like shake my head and just wriggle my ears a little bit. All right, then. <laughs> I don't even know what to do, do after do that. You remember, do you remember you guys have been on the road for like a couple weeks together, so. Uh, okay. Yeah, so oh, we, yeah. I Ezekiel think we kind of understand that that he can yeah. only mimic. You're, you're oh, kind of yeah. oh, used yeah, to the point, fact that point. he 
He doesn't say much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think Ezekiel does know his name so well. <laughs> <laughs> Just calls him Bird. That's fair enough. All right. Um, how much further to the peak? Are we? Are we? Halfway. He said halfway. Yeah. Good. I think that that's a main thing that we would do is just interact kind of it's kind of the beginning of what what will become a friendship between all of us. Okay. So just so kind of Do you want to go talk to Zane or anybody or are you just talking amongst yourself and kind of building that relationship? Uh yeah, I actually would like to go talk to to Zane who uh is that the That's the Zane the half is the work. Yeah. The half the head of security okay. dude. Yep. Gotcha. Um, I would basically just start a conversation with him about what exactly we're mining. I mean, cause, uh, as of now, I don't know okay. if it's... Go uh, ask him. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> That's me walking. <laughs> oh, I thought it was your blinker. Oh, I, I, I thought it was your blinker. Hey, Zane, uh, I always get... Just wondering what exactly work will be mining. Uh, is it going to be copper or gold? Or, or what exactly are we looking for this time? We are looking for a religious artifact. This artifact should be quite large. We know that it is a, a black color. Not quite like these mountains. The The mountain range is like a grayish black. And he's like this... Uh, obelisk type uh, structure is of a black glass nature but we have not really seen it and we only know from writings of its existence is it worth a lot of money it is invaluable cool mm. what what is the the nature of this this obelisk what is its purpose? It has religious significance that is important to the Mage's College. I wonder what they desire it for. And I'm just content with what he told me. I just happily yeah. walk away. <laughs> I, I walk up to uh, Christiana and I like tug on her sleeve and point at the conversation. Trying to get her to to add to it since she's the uh, archaeologist. <laughs> she, she, she was saying a ways away. I don't know if she really heard what they're talking oh. about. Okay, well, I drag her back to the circle <laughs> so that she can She's answer like, <laughs> our questions. <laughs> okay, little one. Okay, just a moment. <laughs> and she goes over there and she's like, the archaeological dig is important to the Mage College we are all followers of Solanari. You can be rest assured that we will not be using this knowledge for an evil purpose. I assure you that I would not be part of this if I thought there was any evil intentions with this mission. Mm, shame. It takes the fun out of it. And Ezekiel just walks over away with Barb. He's just going to go chill and maybe lay down in the shade or something. Wait till we're ready to move out. I like... I'm standing there fumbling, I don't know how to describe this, but fumbling over my hand gestures trying to communicate, and I don't feel like anybody can understand me, so I kind of just uh, 
put my head down dejectedly and start to walk away towards the other two guys. <laughs> All right. As as I'm laying down, I I, I notice a, a a plant, which I think is is like would be tasty, like some sort of food like thing. So I gesture for for rooster to come over and kind of point at it. I perk up and I <laughs> and I run over there. Do a nature check. Ooh, this is so exciting. Nature, nature, nature. <laughs> Sixteen. All right, it's some ginger root. It'll so be good I for like, something that you're gonna cook. Yeah, I uh, I nod excitingly as I identify the plant, and then I uh, pick it and uh, put it in my bag. Nice. Yeah, ginger seems to be kind of common growing around in the near the plains and on the foothills of the mountains. You're kind of surprised to see it a little bit high up on this mountain, but there it is. Well, I believe that is a long enough rest. Are you all ready to continue? Let's go. All right. So you guys continue up the path, and you get about another, you know, you're three quarters of the way up the mountain, and you come to a switchback. Uh, Go ahead and roll perception checks. I got a 16. Oh, dear. I got an 8. Barb? I've got lost. (laughs) (laughs) Skills. Okay. Uh, skills. So, okay. Zeke, you notice uh, as as the path switch back, there seems to be like a kind of a worn little path that heads into these bushes, and the bushes kind of close it. And you notice on the bush, there seems to be like a tied little blue piece of fabric tied to the bush, kind of tucked away in it, not real noticeable unless you're kind of keeping a good eye. Hmm. Curious. I'll go, uh, I'm going to keep an eye out as I walk over that ways, but I want to go check that out. Okay. Uh, you go and check it out. And sure enough, uh, when you go over there and you push the bushes a path, there is a small path that sort of goes around this, uh, the side of this mountain on this cliff face and then tucks around a corner and you can't really see where it goes from there. Okay. I'm going to cast mage armor on myself and then, uh, I'm going <laughs> to... And kind of get everybody's attention and point out the path. Okay. You are free to go look. Uh, If you see this black obsidian, be sure to report. For myself, I will keep Christiana company and guard the path. We shall wait for your return. Does anyone else? I I mean, he was only speaking for him and Christiana. So if anyone else wants to go with him, that's fine. I'll join Z. I'll, I'll follow as well. Why the heck not? Okay, so you uh, you guys headed that way then. Yep. Yes. All right. So as you're heading around, you know it's kind of clo- uh, kind of scary. You get a little bit of vertigo. It's only a two foot wide path that's kind of carved into this mountain on this cliffside. And as you get to the corner, you turn around and there's a cave opening. Uh, does do you all have dark vision or everything? Anything? I don't. Yep. I have dark vision. I so do. only the bird doesn't. Yep. Okay, so you look in there, and you can see, kind of in this blackish-white color, there is a a smooth stone with a symbol on it. Now, this symbol... Can I just... Uh, as, I, as I'm walking that way, I'm looking at the ground. Can I make a, like a perception check for footprints or anything like that? 
Maybe yep. something going yeah, in. Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll perception, yeah. Or actually, uh, yeah, perception. Actually, uh, th- uh, Zeke, roll perception too to see how much you see in this cave. Okay. I rolled an 11. 11. So you don't see, you 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 notice that this the the path was worn, but it looks like it hasn't been used in a very long time. Um, and when you look into the cave, you can see this. You can see uh this smooth slab of stone. It almost looks like it would be a door, but there's no handles or anything. And on there is the symbol. It's a triangle uh, with triangles on each of the corners, and in the middle a circle with a smaller circle in the center. And also included are a couple of, like, runes, almost. Uh, what languages? Does anyone speak Dorvan? Um, just... I do not. I don't. Where does it show? Oh, there they are. Nope. Okay. So, so uh, go ahead. You guys you guys have been around a while. You know, Dorvan's pretty common. That you know it's Dorvan, sim- uh, like... Dorvan symbols, but you just don't know what they mean. Gotcha. I knew uh, I should have addition, what, that. What'd you roll on your spell. on your uh, perception, Thad? Eleven. Eleven as well. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you see from standing outside of the cave. <laughs> okay. So I decide to go ahead and venture in. Okay. Go ahead and uh, when you go in, go ahead and roll investigation, so you can kind of scout or check the entire area. I'm going to search it with him. Okay, both of you. I got a one. Okay, no, Barb. No, no, no. So Barb's just like completely enthralled <laughs> with this symbol on the door, and he's just staring at it, not really paying attention to anything else around him. Oh, dear. I got an eight. You got an eight? <laughs> uh, that, that's good enough to notice a portion. So on, on the left side of this cave wall, you notice that there's this like trough kind of carved into it. So it's a it stands about four feet high. And then the cave wall is carved at from the four feet high, carved in about a foot in, and then a little trough is carved on that on the top of that four foot wall, and it goes all the way to where the door is. So if someone wants to to investigate that, they can go ahead and do that. Uh, I wanted to look at the actual entrance to the cave. Is there anything uh, unsecure about it? I guess. What do you mean? Like, like, is it about ready to cave in? Oh, yeah, no, like, no. Are, are it, it there rocks very, that are falling? <laughs> no, no, it looks very sturdy. Uh, it looks very like an older cave. You know, it's been worn. This path is pretty worn. It looks like it was used uh, in the past, but just not any time recently. Like, not within the last, you know, 25 years or so. Gotcha. All right, I'll go up to this trough. Is there uh, any liquid in it or anything like that? Uh, so you look down in it, and you notice that there's some green algae, and it's it's damp. It's a little wet. Uh, if you look to the to the left side of the trough, like the furthest end towards the front of the cave, mm-hmm. you notice that there's a hole where the, that leads, like goes right to that trough. And go ahead and roll investigation. I got a five. Yeah, thirteen. Okay. Out of sixteen. Nice. Rooster, you notice that on the on the wall next to this hole 
is a sort of little lever. It's a little bit hidden, but you can still see it. And Zeke, you're studying this as well. And you notice at the end of the trough, like towards the door, you notice that there's a holes there, but then inside of that hole are like a wooden gear with paddles on it. I pull that lever as soon as I see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he pulls the letter and out gushes a bunch of water that goes down this trough and it hits this gear and starts spinning it and the door slowly lowers down. Nice. And also, well done, bird. you barely saw that rooster because you can't see in the dark. So I don't know if you want to light a torch if you have one or something. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll light a torch. Yeah, so the door uh, slides down, and you guys can go further in if you'd like. Okay, yeah, I'm going to head in. Okay. Yep, me as well. So you head in, and the first thing you notice is that right on the floor in front of you is the symbol that is carved on the top of this triangle. This sort of, like, you know, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, C, that's like just straight Mm. letters. Gotcha. So it's just that part of the symbol, yeah, you, you not, see, the, not whole the whole symbol. symbol, just that symbol. And as you look in this room, there is a in in front of you. There's a big gap in the floor. It's huge, you know, and it looks it drops away down, and it's actually black. You can't see what's below it. And on the side on the side walls, they're sloped down towards this, at like you know a. Not a super sharp angle, but decently sharp. Kind of like a uh, irrigation ditch's walls. Just like kind of that much of a slope. And mm, it slopes gotcha. down to this hole, and then that hole drops straight down. So these ditches go for about 25 feet. And then there's a, about 10 feet from the, from where that ends, there's this bar hanging across the, across the whole cave area. And beyond that is another platform with lo- what looks like another door. All right, I want to run down one of the side walls of the ditch and try and grab onto the bar. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, we're we're going to roll acrobatics. 24. 24. Okay, so you run, <laughs> and you, you run on the left side, then you jump over across to the right side, run on that, you know, kind of that back and forth, keeping that momentum to keep you on the wall. And then you jump up, grab a hold of this bar, and when you grab a hold of this bar, you, you feel a click as the bar slowly moves down and stops as it drops down about a couple inches. Then nothing happens. Hmm. So is this is this First. bar like next to the next platform? I didn't really catch. It's about 15 feet away from the platform, but you can swing and jump to it. Okay. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Make an acrobatics roll. 16. So you swing from the bar and land on this platform and as you land on this platform you feel this tile underneath you push down and you hear a click and all of a sudden the door begins to raise up in front of you and it raises up and then you hear click 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 and then boom the door comes slamming back down so the door that we came through went goes up so the door that was in front of you when you land on this pressure plate lower the door but then after you know uh, a few seconds it, it slammed back up slammed uh back up. go okay. ahead and give me a perception check as well <clears throat> 21 so you also notice that behind you the bar is popped back up to its original position 
Huh, okay. So was there was there right. a floor to the <laughs> irrigation ditches or not? So the the path where like the entrance of the of the cave meets right up with with those wall with those sloping walls. And then there's no floor in between that. And then do those sloping walls go straight to the door that went down? No, so it go they stop at a point. That's why you had to jump to the bar and then swing from the bar to the platform. And then the platform leads to the door. So it's like a long hallway. Mm. And you got these slopes on the on, on two sides and then they end like 20 feet away from the platform. So you have to jump, catch the bar and then swing to the platform. So I like wave my torch. I turn around and look for the guys and I wave my torch and like gesture gesture to them to come. Okay, I start rummaging through my pack and I find my uh it doesn't say, but how long is my hempen rope? It's 50 feet. I, I think believe. it's 50 feet, yeah. 50 feet. How far away is that bar? Uh yeah. <laughs> like if I was to get all the way to the edge of where that starts to slope. So I said it was about 25 feet and then a 10 foot jump. So it's about 35 feet away. But I mean, okay. you, you, if, you're, if your plan is to swing the rope to the bar, you'd have to find something to tie to the end of the rope. Right. Um, I'm going to keep looking through my bag for something maybe I can tie on the end and kind of like lasso the, the pole. As I... As I see Barb pull the rope out of his pack, I kind of like do a face palm and I go through my pack and grab my rope and I tie it to the platform and uh, directly underneath the platform, they can't get to, right? They have to get to the, where the bar is. Yeah. And so, so I... Th- uh, th- there's nothing for you to tie off on the platform that you're on. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's it's like smooth stone floor. With this pressure plate, like cobblestone, or like, you know, stone. So can I jump back over to the uh, yep. to the bar? Yep. Well, first, I, I want to step on the pressure plate again. Okay, not, it just clink, makes no sound, nothing happens. Okay, alright, I'm going to jump okay. back to the uh, bar with my rope. I kind of take my pack off and... Uh, set my torch so that it's standing up, not going to catch anything on fire, and then I want to jump back to the to the bar and tie my rope off. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll. acrobatics again? Acrobatics again. 19. Okay, yeah, you're able to do that. You jump over, you grab hold of the bar, and you hear a clunk as the bar drops down a little bit. Okay, and then I tie my rope off, and I'm kind of just perched on top of this bar, and I'm signaling again for the guys to, to run to me. Hey, uh, just uh, as a perception check, um, when he grabbed that bar uh, and pulled it down, did it re-clack, uh, cock uh, the the pressure plate? Did that? Did it bounce up or anything? So when he did so that, the pl- whenever so this the stone slab that is the pressure plate, it sits at the same height until you push down on it. So you don't really know. If, if, oh, I wouldn't yeah, have you wouldn't it. have seen it move. Okay. Uh, but right. but it clicked, the that... bar itself clicked down. Okay. I'm going to uh, go for the rope and try to swing across. Okay. Uh, just acrobatics. So, so, yeah, so acrobatics. So the rope won't reach you to the 
to the wall part, but you'll you'll have advantage when jumping to yeah, the I'll bar. Yeah, I'll just jump yeah. to the yeah. Okay, and it, yeah, go ahead and uh, do the run with acrobatics. I got a twenty. Okay, you make it easily across. Now roll advantage to the bar. Now, for those of you at home, I know that normally for jumping and stuff, you would use uh, athletics. But in this situation, I'm using acrobatics because my vision was them swinging on the bar. So, What'd you get? I got a 19. 19? Okay, yeah. You easily, you don't even need the rope. You grab the bar and you're at the bar. Uh, You can continue that motion and go to the platform if you want to. Definitely. Okay. So you've, you swing off and land on the platform. You hear the click, and the wall goes down, and then you hear... I'm going to run through. Okay, so you run through, uh, and then after, you know, like three three seconds after you get through, it goes boom and closes behind you. And you look... Uh, uh, go ahead and do a perception check. I'm in danger. Um, <laughs> you're, you're gonna die now. I, I got eight. That was like in your girl voice. Uh, you didn't. You didn't. You're not gonna be able to see like some of the the more intricate parts of this. But you notice on your right, there's a bunch of stone balls, a little bit bigger than a bowling ball, and just kind of stacked on the side. And on your left side, right when on the side of the door, there's this big lever, just on the left side of the door. <laughs> I'm gonna go pull the lever. Okay, <laughs> you pull the lever down, and all of a sudden, the door comes down, and <laughs> right where all that empty space was underneath the the running wall and the pole and stuff, these big stones come up and slide up to make a perfect pathway. Lay. You're welcome. <laughs> and all this happens and I'm still looking for Mark Mark didn't notice a single thing that was happening. He was just going through his path. Yeah. He pull, he finally finds something, he looks up and he's like, Oh Yeah. yeah. I'm just leaning against the doorway, just like Yeah. <laughs> I right. screw that. I I so untie I, my rope and head over there, <laughs> pick up my crap. Yeah, Rooster's kind of pissed off. He's untying his rope. Like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, go ahead into this room. Uh, uh, Barb and Rooster, go ahead and make perception checks. And you know what, uh, Zeke, you can make a new perception check since he brought the uh, torch in. It, it might help. Eighteen. Eleven. I got it. I got a 15. Okay. So with the light, it helps a lot. You notice that on the floor, the t- the stone uh, slabs that are with right where you're standing are all this light light gray, almost whitish color. And then about four stones with... These stones are about two by two, two, by, two feet by two feet. And there's about four sets of them before it gets to some black covered uh, tile stones that are also two foot by two foot. And these go on in this hallway for about 30, 35 feet. And then at the very end, there's this one white stone next to a another door. Uh, are there any symbols on the stones? Oh, and you you also notice the stone balls that I was telling Zeke about. Or not, yes, these gotcha. stone, super Is... smooth balls. All right. I and on up. the floor right below you, sorry. On the floor right below you is the symbol on the bottom left that kind of looks like an S. Okay, okay. So we've seen the top symbol, and we've seen now the bottom left symbol. 
I run up uh, this white stone is very intriguing to me. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa hold up. So you're running up to the white stone? My plan is to run up and like get down on my hands and knees and look at the white stone because I think it's so pretty. Okay, so you start shiny. grab him. So you start running and you get to this black stone and the black stone falls beneath you. I need you to do a dexterity yeah, saving it. throw. You can, you can, uh, Danny, you can make a dexterity saving throw as well, to, or dexterity, a regular dexterity throw for you to try and grab him. And yeah, Rooster, you 15. need to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, I'm also rushing on that. Okay, uh, I got a six. I got What'd a you get, Rooster? natty 20. I got a 15. Okay, so you turn around. Barb's like desperately reaching to you, but he, he wasn't as close to you. And you re- you turn around as the stone falls away and just barely grab the lip. And right as you grab the uh, the lip of this, this drop, uh, Zeke comes in and grabs your wrist and, and holds you back up. Don't go for the shiny things, little bird. <laughs> <laughs> so what color was the stone that, that broke away? It was black. It yeah, so black. there's okay. 35 feet lo- like straight down this hallway of this black stone and that white stone at the very end. Okay, so then I, I say, I say, don't stay right there. Don't go anywhere else. And I start grabbing uh, the balls. Uh, I'm assuming I can lift those. Yep. Yeah, they're about as big as a bowling ball, but I mean, you're freaking giant bugbear. Yeah. So. so how, how so big of a I gap start is rolling them. I start rolling uh, them across the floor. Rolling them or to knock? Okay. So to knock away. Uh, so go ahead and roll a strength check. Okay. Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Wow. Okay. So you like bowl this super fast. Oh wait, wait, wait! I did a wrong one. I did a strength save. Strength check twenty-two. Sorry. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. All right. So so yeah. you roll back like you're bowling this like a bowling ball across this floor. Yeah. And you throw it super fast. As it hits the black stones, the black stones are falling away, but it's moving so fast that it's they're falling away before. And this stone rolls all the way to the white stone and like hits the wall and then kind of settles on the white stone. And then the stone goes click and the door opens. And then all of a sudden, all of these black stones just kind of flip over and they start turning into white stones, like just completely flipping over and just all the way back to where you guys are at. Sweet. Well done. So shiny. And then you hear click. <laughs> click. I start Uh-oh. booking it. Click. We, I start booking <laughs> yep. yeah. We're all freaking moving. All right. Uh, go ahead. Should we do Yeah. Uh, uh, athletics check. Oh, athletics. dear. This is not my strong suit. Whew. 16. Uh, 14. I Zeke. got a five. <laughs> All right, so Zeke. I get negative Zeke's two. You have a minus behind. two as your modifier? You guys, you and uh, Barb, <laughs> Barb and Rooster both get through the door, and you immediately notice that there's a handle on the on the, on the the left side of the door. Zeke is a little bit of ways away, and all of a sudden, from the very front where, the, uh, where you first entered that room, they start flipping back to black and are starting to catch up with him. I, pu- I pull the lever. Okay. You pull the le- lever, and it, uh, they stop shifting. And resort back to to white, and the clicking and, and the, the door clicking stops. Stays yeah, open. the door stays open. Okay. And Zeke uh, comes out. <laughs> I, I underestimated you two. Thank you. 
Okay, so go ahead and roll perception checks. 21. I prefer deception. <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer deception oh. checks. I rolled over that one. <laughs> That's what you get. Ze- Zeke's out. Ze- I rolled a 20. Zeke's out of breath and just laying against the wall with his head against it. Just. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> and like he doesn't know run like that years. He doesn't notice anything in this room. So this room that you entered is a little bit different than all the other rooms. For uh to to begin with, it's not a long re- like hallway. It's actually a square room. On the floor directly in front of you, you see the last of the Dorvan symbols, which kind of looks like uh the number 1. On the left side of the cavern, you notice there's a boulder about 3 feet in diameter suspended in the air about 15 15 feet up. And it is suspended by a bunch of colored chains that wrap around it and go into the ceiling. Right below it is a two-foot-tall dwarven statue, uh, kind of in this atlas pose, like his head forward and arms up, like he's going to carry something on on his back. And directly in front of you, you notice another door that has a bunch of chains going across it that are different colors. And next to this door, you see a pedestal. And on that pedestal, you see a key, uh, which you can't really make out from here. You just know that it's a key. You don't see anything on it because you're not close enough. And on this door with the chains, these chains are a bunch of different colors. Uh, You got green, you got orange, yellow, blue, uh, red, purple. All right. Say those colors again. Uh, You got yellow, you got uh, orange, green, blue, purple, red. And those, those are the colors that you see. And there's a padlock on each of these uh, each of these chains, each of these colored chains that are holding them together. Is there like an order to these colors or do I need to know that yet? I mean, they're, they're so basically they're going from corners of the of the like just basically spanning the entire door. And they're like just a bunch of them. And the locks are locks. There's, you know, one lock on each of these chains. Are they parallel or perpendicular? They're they're kind of crisscrossy all all throughout it. Okay. And the pedestal with the the key on it is next to the door with the chains on. Yeah, it. it's it's on the right side of the door on uh, yeah. And there's nothing like in our immediate vicinity. Nope, just the uh just the ball that was on the left side of the, of the chamber and the symbol that was below you. What color is the floor? Yeah, so the floor is just that light gray stone. Um, it's kind of like it was when you first came into that last room. Can I roll a perception uh, check for walls, symbols, colors, those sort of thing on the walls? Uh, for symbols on the walls? Or just colors, any kind of images, uh, anything no, so that, that so that's us... all you see. Uh, the rest of the cave walls are just smooth. And yeah, because okay. you rolled really high with your perception, so there, there's, there's, that's literally okay. everything that's in the cave. And the the gotcha. chains on the ball are those colored or are those? Uh, so it, yeah, so normal. they're they're uh, colored as well. They're uh, they're just they kind of form a massive chain that goes up into the ceiling, like gotcha. stranded together. Gotcha. I like tentatively step into the room. Okay, you step into the room, and Emphasis all of a sudden, on tentatively, you like, step right into the room. The floor all of a sudden stays the same. You suck. <laughs> all right, so I. Uh, how far away is where the key it's, is? It's how about f- you know fifteen feet away from you. 
It's not okay. a. It's so not a huge. Start... It's about fifteen feet by fifteen feet. Okay, I start walking that way. I stop him. Right. I put my hand out to stop him. <laughs> Do you stop, Barb? Yeah, I start because I kind of I, I respect you a little bit more for like your athletics and stuff and the things that you did to help us through the first. Alrighty, I pull out of my backpack my rope, and I tie it around my waist and hand the other end to Barb. <laughs> and I cool. and I kind of make like a yanking motion, like if Shiz hits the fan, you pull me out of this crap. And then I I start walking towards the the pedestal with the key on it. Okay, you get to the pedestal. You look down at the key, (laughs) and it's a fairly big key, but it looks like it would fit in these padlocks that are all over these chains. And on the key, you see a a storm cloud and a sun behind it just kind of peeking out, and then like rain coming down the key. On the key Mm. itself? Yeah, so like on the fat part of the key where you'd hold hold it with your hand when you're turning it. Yeah. Okay. I don't touch the key yet. I want to move over and look at the uh, the doorway, like the the padlocks on the door. Okay. What are you looking for? Are you? Uh, what do I'm you looking want? to see if there's symbols on them. I'm looking to to see if there's anything that like stands out and is different between the padlocks besides their color. Okay. Roll investigation. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, so you notice on the change there's like these little tiny glowing runes. They're really small and really fine, uh, stretched like just running all along the chain, and they're they're gl- kind of like dimly glowing the same color as the chain itself. So whatever color that chain is, are the runes on the padlocks as well, or, or anything significant about the padlocks themselves? Uh, no, they're they're the same color as the chain that they're on and everything. So okay. Do they all look to have the same, like, keyhole? Is yes. there anything I can tell? Okay. Um, after looking at that, I want to come back and look at the statue in the middle. Okay. So it's just a dwarf with his arm spread, kind of like Atlas, just, you know, below it. It looks like it would hold the uh, stone that's above it. Uh, do you want to interact with it or where Is you want to do it? Is it made of stone? What is it? It is made of stone. Mat- it's made of that same grayish stone that most of the cave is made of. The whole thing? There's nothing shiny on it? Nothing shiny on it. <laughs> All right, and then I want to walk over. The ball's hanging from the ceiling, right? That's correct. And is it directly over the it's Atlas statue? It's directly over or? the Atlas statue. Okay. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to uh, Barb and Zeke and kind of just like shrug my shoulders like... What do you what do you guys think? Uh, Zeke kind of pulls out his wineskin real quick, takes a sip, and gets up off the floor. And well, oh, I think we should. Um, yeah, he just go now notices check out that key. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll go ahead and go over and and I'm I'm just kind of looking at everything for myself because I didn't see it, uh, because uh, Rooster was the only one that, that had the opportunity to look right. at it. And I kind of I look at the key and uh, I have the symbol on the key in the cloud and stuff and kind of I my my mind started processing. I started thinking uh, that maybe had something to do with rain. Maybe had something to do with with the chains actually 
symbolizing a rainbow sort of thing. And then uh, I go ahead and pick up the key and, and examine the back side of the key. Do I find anything on the back side of the nope. key? There's nothing else on okay. this key. All right. And then I kind of just gesture or look to the others to, you, you know, what what's next? You know. try, try pulling it. Try what? Try pulling the key. I already lifted it up. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can just... Uh... I want to hmm. go over that... what... You said that I could interact with the uh, the statue. I, I Yeah, I said... I, I was wondering if you're touching it or, or anything. I want to go back up to it and... Um, touch it. Okay. <laughs> Roll, roll for touching. No, <laughs> no. See, uh, go ahead and roll investigation. Three. <laughs> yeah, it's a statue. Yeah, that's about all you get for that. All right, I, I, uh, kind of wave uh, Zeke to come here, and I, and I, and I say, Hey Zeke, why don't you hold on to that statue's hands and put all your weight on it? And see if that does anything. Um, I don't know if you've noticed the large boulder overhanging it that I don't want to meet. Let's, um, let's maybe try that key out. Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of not, not mad, but just kind of hand, hand him the key that I'm holding in and walk over and kind of hang from it to see if if it's some sort of a weight switch. So you're hang you're gonna hang on to the boulder? I have enough, yeah. No, to the to the hands of the of the of the So like pulling down on it? It's it's pulling not, down it's not I just super see. Yeah, sorry, I probably didn't explain this. It's not a super big statue, it's only about two feet tall. Right. Whoa. So I put put my weight on it. Okay. To see if if that would trigger something thinking that if the ball was right, touching right. it and the weight of the so, ball so was you, touching you it. So you hang on it, and as you do it, you, you notice that it, it kind of goes down. And it goes down and the, just stops at a certain point. Okay. So, yeah. So that was my thought, was that it was some sort of switch. And then I kind of gesture to um, Zeke. Hey, Zeke, let's start unlocking the chains. Uh, all right. Um... And the uh, clouds with the uh, rainbow on it is they any? There's, are there there's any, not like... a rainbow on on the clouds. It's it's a clouds with oh, uh, with the sun behind yeah. the the cloud. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Should I just start anywhere? Start with your favorite color. Oh dear. Yeah, I go to red. Okay. So you stick your key in and unlock the red chain and it goes chink and opens and falls like just zips away. And you notice the buller drops down about two feet. Hmm. Uh, I unlock another one. Which one? Blue. blue. You go and unlock the blue one and the boulder falls straight down and smashes the, sh- the statue. Just completely <laughs> obliterates it. And then, and then all of a sudden... The blue and the red chain come back out and reattach. The padlock snaps back together, and the boulder raises back up, 
and this statue slowly forms back into its its normal thing. But you notice above the door, a little like little rune lights up. Oh. Oh, I got right. an idea. So that's gonna be like one of our chances. So I should yeah. have known that it wouldn't be blue because blue's your favorite color. I start Dungeon like jumping Master. up and down because I have an idea. <laughs> what, Lassie? I, please, please, bird. Bird. I, I run over. What are the are the chains in a specific order? No, they're all crisscrossing. No, they're they're all crisscrossed everywhere. The padlocks aren't. They're like not really in order. They're just kind of. So they're not in a line across the door. They're just all over the place. All right. So I go over, and I point to the. So what are the colors again? Red, orange, yellow. Red, orange, yellow, or purple, blue, and green. Purple, blue. And green. Well, so I, I go over and I point to the red one, and then I hold up one finger. And then I point to, like, the orange one, and I hold up two fingers. And then to yellow, and I hold up three. And then to green, and I hold up four. And then blue, five. And purple, six. And then I'm, I, like, look at you guys and hold my hands out, and I'm like, what do you think? Kind of gesture. I toss you the key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <laughs> and I step back away from the door. I kind of like chains. I, I put my hand on my head and I'm like, oh man. But I go and and I uh, I try that that order out. So red, orange, yellow, red, orange, green, yellow, blue, green, blue, purple. All right. So every, you do the red one. Chink! It drop the boulder drops down two feet. You try the orange. Chink! It drops down two feet. You try the yellow and it drops down two more feet. So right now, I, you know, it's about four or five feet. It's about five feet above it. You do the green, it drops down another two feet. You do the blue, and it comes down two feet. And then you do the purple, and it rests gently onto the statue. And the weight of it slowly brings the statue to a level point. And then you hear, chink, and the door falls down. Is there? I, I look. Just like puzzled that he would have came up with. I'm like wondering, how did he come up with that order? And uh, just kind of scratching my head as I walk through the doorway. <laughs> okay. So you go into this next room. It's a it's about the same size as the room you were just in. But there's an altar on the table. And on, on the wall uh, is this big symbol again. Just on the wall in front of you. And then... This altar in the center of the room, and on this altar, there's a dagger laid out, a, a blue uh, cloak. It's almost like a navy blue, but a little bit gray, uh, grayer in color, and then some dark clothes that look like they'd fit a dwarf, and then on the right of that is a medallion. Hmm. I... I, I proceed forward and grab the dagger okay so you pick up this dagger it's a really elegant dagger and on on the uh hilt of it like on the pommel part uh you notice or go ahead and do an investigation check 
Zero. <laughs> a literal zero? A nat, a nat one <laughs> animal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah it, it's a dagger. It's a pretty dagger. Yeah, I'm just mesmerized Yeah, you're by just mesmerized by this dagger. Because it kind of reminds me of my greatsword in that it's it's a very beautiful, not only functional tool, but piece of artwork. So I just wander off in a corner and I'm just looking at it. My Brussels. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what what are Rooster and Zeke doing? Um, I'm gonna go ahead, Zeke. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna walk in and kind of uh, look at each of them and kind of pick up the medallion and pick up the gloves in the other hand and kind of. There's no gloves. It's dark dark clothes. Or, yeah, just cl- it's like oh, it's clothes. like a. I thought you said it's like clothes. a darker outfit. It's almost. It's not quite as light as the blue cloak is. It's uh like a blackish gray kind of tighter uniform um and i'm gonna hold them both out okay the medallion the medallion you notice has that same symbol on it it's a gold medallion about you know three three uh, inches in diameter with this with this tri uh triangle symbol on it uh with the same runes and everything and so it's a gold emblem uh gold medallion and the Symbol itself is etched with uh, some platinum. Oh wow! Um, I'm gonna hold them both out to uh, Hungry Rooster and see if he wants to take one. Dude, I run for that shiny medallion. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say you're an yeah. idiot. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I let him take it. Okay. I'm just like looking over it, tap like <laughs> clicking the on it. Was the only will only fit Rooster and <laughs> you. <laughs> it's fine so the, oh, the cloak's man. the cloak's bigger like it's not super small but it's it's you know dwarfs are kind of big headed and everything so the cloak has to be a decent size <laughs> it would this cloak would probably drape, drape down to like a uh a, a uh dwarf's ankles oh okay so it'd be big oh. but for me it'd be a little bit yeah, so okay. if, if you were, it'd probably come down to like, you know, be like a sports the jacket. top of your thighs or something. <laughs> but, you know, dwarfs are pretty big chested and everything. So you yeah, have to be at, it's it's kind of yeah. big in itself. Just not, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just getting like this image in my head of this evil tiefling robbing Frodo Baggins of his <laughs> elven cloak and wearing it the rest of his life. <laughs> down. <laughs> Yeah, Barb's over in the corner with Sting going, my precious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Well, uh, did you pick up the cloak or did you just pick up the... Uh... Yeah, I picked up the cloak. Okay, go ahead and do an arcana check. Okay. I got a 15. Okay, so with a 15, you are going to understand what this cloak does. This cloak is a special cloak. And it has one charge, and with that one charge, it does invisibility spell. This nice. this one spell can be used. This one charge can be used after the charge is used. At the end of the day, you roll a d twenty, and if you get higher than a, if you get DC fifteen or higher, you regain that charge. You can only have a maximum of one charge, so you you won't be able to do it like twice in a day. That type of thing. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna. But look this does over take a two a... minute, so it'll have to be a long rest before you'll gain this. Yeah, 
I'm going to go look over to a hungry rooster who's, I'm sure, hovering over this medallion. I'm going to look at him and I'm going to uh, go over and kind of explain what it does. And uh, I'm going to put 10 gold into the pocket of it and hand it towards him and offer my hand out. Like a trade for the medallion? Yep. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to attempt. I, uh, I take the cloak. And walk to the other side of the room. Yeah, exactly. He didn't understand. It. Just, uh, he thought it was a gift. I cast Thaumaturgy and Flames Conjure up in my hand. I'm not even looking kind of, at with you. With one finger. Just... Yeah. Oh my gosh. I put out his torch. All right. Uh, Rooster cannot see anymore. <laughs> so now there's not a torch, but you have flames in your hand, so I can still see. I put them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I pee on his hands. <laughs> no, bad barb, bad barb. Oh, jeez. All right, I. Uh, oh crap. I I set down. Um, no, I I put the medallion and the cloak in my other hand, and I reach into my pack and grab out another torch, or light my torch that I already had. And okay. I turn around and I'm like. Trying to figure out what the crap happened. Yeah, right. I'm just going to keep snuffing it out. I was going to say, let it go, Zeke. Let it go. <laughs> nope. Zeke's better. All right. Uh, so I, I'm going to start looking at the symbol on the wall, seeing if there's any sort of... Um, I, I guess I should roll perception to see if there's any buttons or anything like yeah, that. Uh, roll investigation. Hey, do they all have to roll a disadvantage because they're in the dark now? No, they have, I got no. We can see. Yeah, so I rolled a twenty. Okay. Yeah, th there's no more buttons. Uh, you are able to like, kind of write down on some scrap paper you have in your notebook in your back in your little pack, and you kind of mm -hmm. write down the symbol and just, just stick it away. Okay. All right. So I just kind of start walking out. Okay. I figure the adventure's done. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him out, and I'm just gonna keep putting out the torch as I'm walking. <laughs> uh, uh, Still don't know what's going on. All right, <laughs> Rooster, go ahead and roll dexterity. I'll see if you can get out of here. All righty. No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out every once in a while, just so it's oh, okay. convenient. Just I, so it's... I want him to get out. All right. So Barb, you, so get to the, you get to the front of the ca cave, and uh, you're sitting there waiting because it's taken Rooster like exceptionally long, and Zeke's kind of following with him. <laughs> and you'll see this flame light up and take just on and off, on and off, all the way through the cavern. So does my um, do I get any sort of inkling on like any sort of powers that this mate this little dagger has or is it just like a beautiful weapon uh so you did you rolled such crappy investigation you don't you don't notice anything else about it okay but, i mean okay. you can have other people look at it if you want i wouldn't give it to rooster okay. he might just keep it no i'm definitely not giving it to rooster I'll I'll look at that for you if you'd like. No, I just right. put it. I right. take I take out my old one and hand it to him and keep keep <laughs> the new one. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm not interested. 
just wanted okay. to help. I put the old one in my pack and keep the, <laughs> the new one on my hip. Okay. All right. So we need to talk about uh, whether or not we're going to let anybody know that we found anything. Or if we're going to try to keep this a secret. Mm, it wasn't the obelisk, so I don't see any need. Right. So do we all agree on that? I mean, I do. Mr. Bird, do you agree on that? Except if you're wearing that cloak, it probably... Uh, agree? Sure, we're just keeping it a secret from everyone? Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> Man, it took a long time to get that out of me. I, ju I just nod. I just nod. There you go. All right. All right. So everybody understands. Okay. So we just head back uh, and join the entourage. Okay. So you join back up. Did you find anything of interest? Mm, just a series of caves. Nothing too, too interesting. I hope you didn't get lost in those caves. It took you a while. Well, the bird kept his, he kept putting out his torch. It was it was a bit of a cluster. Hmm. Yes, I can't imagine he's very good in the dark. I just shrugged my shoulders. No, and I don't. And Bugger kept putting out the torch. I don't know why. Do what? Did you say I kept putting out the torch? No, I said the bugger kept putting out the torch. I don't know why. I blame it. does sound like bugbear. I heard Sorry, yeah. The bugbear kept putting out the torch. The bugger. The bugger. That sounds like the F word for a bugger. That's like a very insulting term. Yeah. That's like saying your mama's a bugger. Your mama's a bugger. Uh, okay, then, uh, shall we continue our journey? Please. Let's continue. Okay. So you guys head the rest of the way up. You get to the top of the mountain. And now, mountains usually peak, but this one is actually a flat plateau. And basically, it's very mingled with these gray and black, black stone. Some from the Carceri plain and some from... Everyon. Also, you notice that there are a bunch of jagged cuts within the rock. Somewhere that ravine, where that little canyon where the other parties went into, there's points where it's about 10 feet wide, and there's points where it's like only 6 inches wide. But these cracks go all around it and kind of maze and surround the top of this area. But it is getting dark, and so Zane uh, recommends that we stop and camp for the night. And so you guys all get ready to, you know, bed down and continue the search in the morning. Uh, does anyone plan on doing anything? Because this will be considered a long rest. Yes, I do. Um, Ezekiel is going to snatch the uh, medallion and use prestidigitation to replace it. If... Uh, all right, do a slide of hand roll. Looks. Um, so I'm, I like have this medallion on me, in my personal stash. Ah, freak. Right, he's gonna try and steal it out of your personal stash. Okay. Where, where is it located? Like, would I know that probably, or no? I don't know. It. Uh, go ahead and roll perception to see if you saw where he stashed it. 
He didn't even know he took it. No, he knows he has the medallion. I only roll a nine, so I probably don't know where. Yeah, it's you don't at, know so. where you put it. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna make another attempt at uh, making some carrot soup. I didn't bring my whole entire um, cooking setup, obviously, but I brought my little mess kit and the ingredients that I knew need were needed for carrot soup. To now you can add to g- make ginger. That. Now I'm following the recipe. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. So are, oh, yeah, are you, you doing deviate. this first thing at night, or are you planning on doing this after you sleep? Where no, you, where so you I've, like, set up my my sleeping area, and then I am going to cook and kind of make that for dinner. So you're going to take, like, the first watch? Sure. For night? Okay. Are we, like, not eating All right, so I use... before we go to bed? Because I don't know about the rest of I that, mean, yeah, but Rooster if you guys want needs eat, like... a meal, three square meals a day, or he gets upset. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's getting dark. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's basically dark by the time you guys are, are getting set up. And uh, you're going to... Uh, so are you wanting everyone to stay awake until you finish dinner and then give them dinner and then go to bed? I just start cooking. I'm not like... If they smell it and they want some, then they can come and get it. Okay. Are, are you guys planning on staying up, or are you going to just eat some rations out of your pack and go to sleep? Yeah, I'm staying awake. I want to get that medallion okay. if possible. I was sound asleep, but after I, I smelled the cooking. You start to wake up? Okay. I, I couldn't So uh, he's been working on this for about 45 minutes. Uh, everyone go ahead and roll perception checks. Seven. You want me to roll Seven. perception as well? Yep. Four. <laughs> Crap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> so all of a sudden you guys hear ah and people come charging out these guys in purple uh like grayish robes come flying out from the brush nearby as they have successfully snuck up on you with your terrible perception rolls and are going to attack you there are six of them they are going to get some surprise attacks on you. Two of them are of these uh, men in robes come charging at Zane, and they are going to attack him. The first one attacks and misses. The second one attacks and hits and does some damage. They're attacking Zane. Yeah, they're attacking Dane. So uh, Zane, Zane gets up all stumbly, and the first sword comes in. He's able to block with his sword, but the other one was swinging at the same time and kind of clips him on the side and, and does uh, seven points of slashing damage to Zane. And let's go ahead and have the other two. Uh, one is going to attack... Um, one's going to attack Barb. One's going to attack Zeke. And the other, one, the other two are going to attack... Rooster, because he's standing next to the fire, and they saw him the best. All right. Oh, dear. uh, Oh, dear. Barb does a 17 hit. Uh, Yes. All right, four points of damage. And Zeke. No, it does not. Uh, Rooster does a 11 hit. Um, No. About 21. Yes. 
All right, three points of damage. All right, everyone go ahead and roll initiative. All right. So, okay, so first, uh, 20. Let's go ahead and do 20 through 15. Did anyone get 20 through 15? I got 15. Okay, uh, 15 through 10. Uh, I'm 15 through 10. So is What'd you get? Yeah, I, I got 14. I got a 12. You got 12? Correct. All right, so the first one up is going to be one of the cultists next to Zane. He's going to go ahead and take a swing at Zane. And he goes ahead and swings and just clips uh, Zane right on the arm and does two slashing damage to Zane. That will bring us to Zeke. Okay. Um, how many people can get? I get into a 15-foot cone. <laughs> All right. So basically they had you surrounded and, and came in. So basically you had Zeke on your right Or not Zeke, sorry. You had Zane and Christiana on your right side. And then you were sitting on the left side of the fire. Um, Rooster would be sitting on the, uh, just on what we would consider like above the fire in this area. If you're on the left side of this camp pit, he'd be north of it. And then Barb is just south of it. So you would be able to probably get about two of them uh, if you go either like t down towards Barb's guy or up towards Zane's guy. Um, I'm going to go down towards Barb's guy, and I'm going to... Oh, wait, oh, wait, sorry, rough. sorry. You could get three, because you could hit uh, both the guys that Roosters are getting and your guy. Okay, perfect, yeah. Um, I'm going to walk forward. Some f flames going to start crackling behind between my hands, and I am going to cast Burning Hands. Okay. And they need to roll a DC 14. Uh, dexterity? Uh, yes, sorry. One... One got an 18, one got an 8, one got a 19. So one of them failed. Okay. Um, uh, half as much for the successful ones, for the two. Okay, so half as much. How, how much damage total? It was six, and then for the ones who uh, were successful, they, take they three. only get uh, three. Yep. Okay. So, okay, so for one of them, you, like, he's, like, seriously burn his star of his skin starts to crackle along along his face where you hit him with this blast and the other two are are just got some little burn wounds up their arms okay and i'm gonna back up and get by barb all right next is barb barb is next on the list okay i'm gonna pull up my um blow gun with my special sleeping dart Okay. And I'm going to shoot uh, one of them in the neck, hopefully. Okay. I'm going to attempt to. Uh, you're going to have disadvantage. Who are you? Which one are you shooting? The one next to you or? Uh, I think the one next to me is always one of them, the one with 18 or 19 or whatever. They're alive or badly burnt. No, no. So he, he which... shot the one next to a rooster because he could get the two that were next to rooster. Okay. Um, I guess the one next to me. So then. you're gonna have disadvantage on ranged attacks when they're when they're engaged with you. Okay. So if you want to use that or your sword, it's up to you. Um, I want to use my sword. Okay. 
So you unsheathe your black sword that glistens in the moonlight. Go ahead and take your attack. Uh, 21. 21. Okay. How much damage? 10. Finish Ooh. him. How do you do it? All right. So <clears throat> I pull out my sword and as, as I as I twist it into the light of the fire, a glimmering, shimmering, beautiful strand of the gold accent in the handle glimmers and I do um, do a sweeping motion strike and lop off the dude's head. You cut straight through this purple fabric in this guy's head and it just falls to the ground dead. Anyway, uh, that will bring us to Zane. So Zane has these two guys right next to him. And he's going to go ahead and make his first attack. And he gets... he So Zane t- swings with his first attack and slices straight down from his shoulder all the way to his hip and just cuts this guy right in half with his long sword. And then he looks over at the next guy and sw- takes a swing and does the exact same thing. Just cleaves these guys in half. Two down. Boot. Nice. Yep. That's all of them, right? No, no. Uh, so the the the, one, the two that are next to uh, Rooster are still alive, and the one next to Zane is still alive. They didn't get burnt. They didn't get burnt to death. They just got burns. Ah, gotcha. But that will take us to the first uh, one of the one of these guys that is next to Rooster is going to take his attack on Rooster. Okay. Does an eighteen hit? Yes. Two points of damage, slashing. And then the next one is the one next to Zeke, who's going to attack Zeke. 21 to hit. <laughs> yeah, that Four hit. points of damage. Oh, man. All right. And that will take us to Rooster's turn. All righty. So I don't have my quarterstaff staff right on me because I was cooking but I grabbed my uh, my cooking knife that I was using and there are two guys next to me is that correct? Yep. And one of them is more damaged than the other? No so they're both th- those are the two that were further away are from okay. so basically when Zeke did his fire thing he did more damage to the guy right next to him and then a little bit less damage. So gotcha. those those two got three points of damage, fire damage each. Okay, I go to uh, stab the guy closest to me with this uh, this dagger. A what dagger? Uh, with the the cutting knife that I was using. Oh, okay. Um, do you want me to just roll as if I was fighting with the dagger, or how yeah. do you want me to do that? So okay. I, I, if you're not making an unarmed attack, then yeah, you'd roll with the dagger. A 23 to hit. That hits. Damage. And four damage. Four damage. Okay. Yeah, this guy looks seriously hurt. I'm going to do Fury of Blows to make two unarmed strikes on the guy next to him. Okay. A 14. A 14 just hits. And that's seven bludgeoning damage. So you like swing up palm forward and break this guy's nose and it goes right back into his brain and he drops dead. Okay. 
So I guess I'll go back to the other guy that I stabbed with the knife. Yep. And do my other unarmed attack. 14 for 5 damage. Rooster, finish him. <laughs> How am I going to do this? After I punch this or palm this guy in the nose through the brain, I kind of jump up onto his shoulder and jump off of him as he falls to the ground or as he's shoved to the ground by my jump. And I leap up into the air and just punch this guy straight in the neck. And as he goes flying back, breaks his neck, I just grab my dagger and he flies off of it. And then I wipe it on my cloak. Nice. All right, so we are down to the last guy. And it is actually his turn. He's going to take his attack on Zeke since he's right next to Zeke. And he rolls a nat one. <laughs> so he swings at you and just kind of like stumbles and falls. He falls down prone. And that will take us to Christiana. Oh, man, Christiana's first combat. You ready for this? She, oh, yeah. She's going to actually cast Cure Wounds on Rooster. Sweet. Since Rooster seemed to get his butt kicked most of the time. And she does uh, five, uh, five points of healing. And that will be her turn. And that takes us to the top. That'll be back to Zeke. Okay, um, this guy next to me, I'm going to walk over him. Some black crackling energy is going to form in my hand, and I'm just going to shoot him straight in the head with Eldritch Blast. And I'm going to probably miss. It was an eight. Yeah, so you, he swung, and when he swung and missed and fell downwards, you like shot, and it just went whoom, like way over his head. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to back away. Okay. That's uh, Barb's turn. How close am I to? You'll you'll be able to get over there with your movement. Okay, so um, he's like fifteen feet away out, from you. Pull out my javelin <clears throat> and run towards him and throw my javelin at him. Are you running towards him and then throwing your javelin, or are you just throwing your javelin at him? Because if you no, I'm running toward. Because well, if you engage no, him, you'll, I'm just you'll gonna have th- Yeah, I'm gonna th- just throw, throw okay, my so javelin. Okay, you're just gonna stay where you are. Okay, go yeah. ahead and roll. Uh, 24. 24. How much damage? Seven. Finish him. Okay. So, I pull out my javelin and just uh, lean back like an, uh, an Olympic athlete almost and just chuck it just as hard as I can. And you can see the veins and stuff in my neck bulging as I throw it. And the javelin starts flying it's just crisp clear beautiful like a throw from joe montana jerry rice (laughs) that is beautiful (laughs) and it and it and it and it hits uh it hits him right in the neck and just flies right through his neck and hits a tree behind him and blood just gushes from his neck as he falls to the ground okay and you are now out of combat uh, Christiana goes over to Zane and they start talking and, uh, yeah, you guys are a little bit away from them. So you don't hear exactly what they're talking about. I'm a walk over. <laughs> okay. You're Christiana. What are they doing here? They weren't supposed to be here. And Zane's like, I don't know. 
clearly we have misinformation. And I believe you have some explaining. Uh, Zane goes over to some of the dead bodies and starts looking at them and stuff. Um, and uh, he, he, you notice that as he's looking at them, he's just looking at their faces and going back and forth. And uh, he gets the last one, looks at his face, and then he kind of looks up and he's like, there are no marked ones with him. So I just start scrummaging through their stuff on their bodies. Okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll investigation. Roll an eight. Roll an eight? Okay. Yeah, you find like a few pieces of copper, probably like five pieces of copper total. They weren't they weren't holding a lot. And they were using scimitars, you know, just little curved uh, blades. But, you know, your your sword's better than what the scimitar is, so. Yeah, so I just uh, take the copper. Yep. Do you think this was just a little bit of them, or do you think there are more of them scattered throughout the canyon? We have to warn the others if this is true. Well, we won't be able to get to them tonight. We're going to be more likely to run into another band if there are others. And you could tell that Zane's just kind of like furious, just not sure what to do. So if they're I, worth I, it. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, I just walked up and said, Who are those guys? Well, you, you've heard of the marked ones, no? No. These are followers <laughs> of the marked ones. It is an ancient cult that sought destruction. They are the ones responsible for the convergence. The Mark ones were not supposed to have known this location. We were we just recently discovered of its location. We've come, but unfortunately, it looks like we're not the only ones. I pull the javelin out of the tree and and. Uh... Rub it around in the grass, cleaning off the blood, and put it back in my bag. Well, I th- think it might be mess- best that we um, keep moving. Agreed. We cannot and stay here tonight. These people. I think we should find a more defensible position and then rest. Can I, I hear said, this? I think so. Yeah. Just, just so you guys know, I like didn't even stop cooking for this battle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like. Uh, I'm like standing there fighting over this cauldron, <laughs> left it for a second, not a cauldron, whatever mess kit thing I had there, but fought them for a second and then jumped right back into my carrot soup. So as soon as I hear you guys say we need to leave, I like start clanging on my pot and shaking my head like, no, I'm so close. I got it this time. I got it this time. So by the time uh, everyone would break up camp, you could probably have it finished. Um, cause everyone had laid out like their bed rolls and whatnot. So, uh, Zane's going around and he's, he's packing up and helping Christiana pack up. Um, go ahead and roll your performance check or, or did you say you have cooking utensils to roll? Yeah, I have cooks okay. utensils. Let's go with, ahead and do uh, that for your cooking stuff then. Let's do. All right. So I actually rolled this before the battle started. Can I use that result? No. Cause the battle kind of distracted <laughs> you. All right. Let me, uh, reroll this. Still using charisma, correct? Yes. For the confidence attribute of that? Okay. Yep. What did I get? 17. Nice. 17? Yeah. Okay. So I believe that was the new... Yeah. So you have now mastered carrot soup. And it yes. is as good as Yum. it's ever going to get. Oh my gosh, it's delicious. All right. So as I master this and I taste it, I'm just so ecstatic. And so I make a small, I got all these cups in my mess kit. And so I ladle 
uh, carrot soup into these cups. Yes. And as everybody's packing up, I just like run around and hand everybody a cup to kind of, um, you know. So what happened is up, you were cooking it, and then the attack happened, and you were able to. It, it had to simmer, sit there and simmer while you were doing this battle, and it simmered a little bit longer than you ha- had intended or the recipe called for, but you found that by letting it simmer that little bit extra, the carrots were a little less firm and a little bit, you know, better and just a lot tastier on the palate. So, so you, you kind of write that down in your, and in your little cookbook and you now have mastered one recipe. Everyone breaks up camp and you guys begin on the move. Now it's super dark and he, no one wants to light any torches. So you guys are us- mostly using dark vision and you get about, you know, several hundred yards away from, from where you were, you know, a good distance away so that they wouldn't be able to f- find you again. Uh, Zane believes that the reason they were able to find you is because of the campfire, obviously, but he also didn't think that, you know, they were under danger. So he didn't see any harm in the cooking. So he doesn't like blame rooster for it or anything like that. But you finally find a spot on the western edge of this of this space where uh, the mountains kind of go up and they go up to these peaking points in the higher mountains. And you guys are able to get your backs to this to this mountain wall. That way you have a little bit better of a defensible position before you camp down for the night. Uh, you all go are are taking shifts throughout the night, but you're all able to get the six hours of sleep and get in a long rest. So if you are wounded or have anything spell slots spent, go ahead and recover those now. And this is actually where we'll end for tonight. Our heroes have survived another episode and solved the puzzles of the Dwarven Trials. However, a new enemy has shown its face. Will the heroes be able to figure out what exactly is going on in the Blackstone Mountains? Find out next time on Episode 3 of Not-So-Super Dungeon Bros. Thank you, we love you. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, leave us a 5-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to hear some of your feedback and comments, and we got a few ways for you to do that. For example, jump right into Twitter and go ahead and follow us. Our handle is at NSSDBros, or hit us up with our hashtag NSSDBros. And if you need another way to get in touch with us, check out our website at NSSDBros.com. And be sure to follow and subscribe to see what other Trouble Our Dungeon Duds get into on the next Not-So-Super-Dungeon-Bros. Did you guys are all dumb.